I'm Liz Hingle at TIA National Headquarters, and we are pleased to welcome you to the Transportation Intermediaries Association's TIA Delivers podcast. TIA, the trusted voice for third-party logistics companies of all sizes. Thank you in advance for joining. In this episode of the TIA Delivers podcast, we sit down with Prasad Galapoli, founder and CEO of Trucker Tools, to learn about the significance of technology as a resource to grow a successful brokerage. Thanks to our podcast sponsor, Euler Hermes. Business leaders in the transportation industry are facing a lot of uncertainty right now. Is my company adapting fast enough? Will our customers actually pay us? Which pajamas should I wear for my conference call tomorrow? Euler Hermes can't help you pick the right pajamas, but their new risk monitoring tool, TradeScore, can help you pick creditworthy trading partners. Visit mytradescore.com to look up companies' trade risk profiles today. Euler Hermes, confidence in tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today, Prasad. Hey, nice to meet you. Let's get started. In your interview that was recently featured in the 3PL Perspectives magazine, you discussed the importance of having up-to-date technology and eliminating paper processes. Can you dive into some of the strategies 3PLs can utilize or implement as they seek to adapt to the rapidly evolving logistics industry? Um, Sure, absolutely. So um, when you look at 3PL market, primarily brokers and 3PLs, um, there are certain areas where technology plays a very big role especially when it comes to covering freight. Um, When you talk about covering freight, there are literally three segments in that. One is real-time visibility. The second one is finding available carriers and um, putting freight on on those trucks. The third one is when the load's been delivered, completing the paperwork and um, invoicing the back office stuff. These three areas form the variable cost of a brokerage to start with. And this is a segment that has always been um, very much fragmented and um, very much behind technology curve or um, efficiencies. And this this drives the cost of covering a load, the variable cost of covering a load for a brokerage. And so um, for brokers in today's market, adopting to good technologies to really automate these three processes is very important. So for example, if you take visibility, right? Um, In 2020 still, some of the brokers are calling carriers and drivers to find out where the freight is. More importantly, whether the load has been picked up or delivered, you know, to a point where some of the shippers know if the load has been picked up or delivered more than a broker. That's really in a bad situation because of two things. One is, This is a very much a trivial task for brokers. It just costs them money. It doesn't really um, generate a whole lot of process. The second part is it is a value add and a very critical data point for shippers. And if a broker is behind the eight ball on this, um, it truly makes the broker a questionable service for a shipper, right? So automating that and truly depending on a good technology that provides accurate information from pickup to delivery is very important. And a smart brokerage, what they would do is they take this information and convert into um, handling the exceptions. For example, if a particular load is running behind schedule, calling the, the shipper ahead of time or sending them an email or notification saying that this particular load is going to arrive a couple of hours late, So you can plan your dock operations accordingly. That truly puts the broker or the 3PL in a driving seat. 
Now they're managing their relationship with their shipper with a better data coming from a, you know, a good technology. So that's, that's important. The second major thing in that is, you know, you take covering it up. Right? Um, today, brokers call, make 20 to 30 calls. Sometimes it's even 40 to 50 to, to find one available truck for their load. Um, this is probably an ongoing pain for the last two decades or more. Um, there are good technologies today, but they are only fragmented. So as a brokerage, you want to adopt to technologies that can truly leapfrog the existing technologies, give you that advantage to, to reduce those 20 to 30 calls. If it can be zero, that's great, right? Or if it's close to zero, that's great. So these are some of the areas. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, what are some important factors in brokers that are looking for technology partners? Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a very important question. Um, the, the reason is, um, you know, there are two or three types of experiences that most of the brokers of 3PLs go through when they look at technologies. The first one is they always believe that technology is one and done. So when they buy technology, they're typically saying, well, let me buy this technology and it solves every problem. Um, that's, that's the first mindset, which is actually a wrong mindset in my viewpoint. And I'll, I'll, I'll say why it is. The second one is um, brokers, 3PLs, have also had, because of that expectation of, hey, the technology is going to be a one and done, the, their past experiences haven't been great. You know, not so much on their expectation, but also the failure of software, right? Oftentimes, when a vendor takes two to three years to build something, by the time they build something and they release that software, it is already outdated. Even before the software comes into market, it is outdated, right? So when the broker 3PL community is adopting to technologies that are outdated. That frustration is justified, right? The software not doing its job is, is frustrated. Now, the third part is there are too many technology products out there. That kind of worries brokerages. So they choose not to adapt to technology and try to wait until something matures enough. The problem is we are in a continuous cycle of technology innovations. What's great today is going to change tomorrow because there's going to be something great tomorrow as well. So as a better company, better strategy, as a broker, you have to constantly adopt to better technologies because that gives you the advantage in the space. So um, when, when you're, if you're a 3PL or a broker today, and you're looking for software vendors, the most, most important thing is look for technologies that are continuously moving. So companies that come with the mindset of, we're constantly innovating our technology, we're not a one and done. That's a very important thing. That continuous innovation, evolution of software is important. But more importantly, in that culture, you as a 3PL or a broker, should be able to participate in it, not get given you the software, right? So the reason I say this is most of the vendors, when they build software, and if they build software without 
the broker or 3PL's input, it could it may not really solve brokers or 3PL's problems. So as a broker, you want to have um, a little bit of a, an active role in deciding what's coming out coming down the pipe, right? Because then you can fit your, your roadmap very well. The third one is look for companies um, that provide more than software. So what I mean by that is software is part of a solution. There is other things that a software should bring to you. For example, um, what is the network strength? So let's say if a software gets you, so in our case, we are a, you know, we at Truckatools, people know us, um, we are a SaaS-based platform that connects brokers and carriers. So um, when we um, pitch our product to 3PLs or brokers, we, we share the fact that we have almost a million drivers on our platform um, and, you know, over... Um, almost 140,000 unique carriers, right? The carrier network, the, the driver network on our platform is the strength in addition to the software itself, right? Then there is also something called customer support, customer training, customer compliance, um, customer success. You can put all of it into a bucket called customer success, right? What kind of a support that the software company gives you? It's very important for you as a customer of that software to have that software support always available to you because every software has a breaking point. You will always have a load or a situation where it may not fit very well in that software or it breaks that software or there is an issue with that software or something doesn't work as you expect. So you need somebody on the phone or on the email um, in, in real time, not you know days or months to respond to your emails or phone calls to help you immediately to get over with, with, with that issue. So these are you know various things that are important when you pick a, a, a vendor. I agree. I think especially in our modern world, it's very beneficial to have direct customer service access. I think this is one of the reasons TIA prides itself on quick response times and member satisfaction. You mentioned in your article that establishing transparency and simplicity in one's data is a main driver in modernizing the broker-shipper relationship. What, if any, are the contributing factors to determining what data is useful versus arbitrary? Um, what you said is absolutely right. right. Um, data transparency and simplicity is the underlying factor that truly builds the relationship between a broker and a shipper. So... I mean, that's literally what a broker is doing, right? Um, in addition to moving freight from point A to point B, keeping that information, hey, your load has been picked up or will be picked up in the next two hours. Yes, the driver is at the stop. He's picking up the load right now. Everything went very well. Picked up the load in transit. Will be delivered at so-and-so time. Delivered on time. Here are the documents. All of them, right? All electronic. These are all data points. Um Conveying these data points back to the shipper in real time and more importantly ahead of time is very important because shippers can truly optimize their supply chain with better data that's flowing from a broker to a, a shipper. Now, two things will always happen. 
right? What makes data, you know, useful versus arbitrary or, you know, trivial or stale? Anything that is real time is always useful. Any exceptions that are happening, whether the freight is running behind schedule or if the driver spent instead of an hour picking up that load, four hours at that stop, those exceptions, notifying them either ahead of time if you can or as they are happening, right? Um, two shippers is important because you are actually alerting the party responsible for exceptions, right? If if there is a delay in picking up a load, it has a real impact in the supply chain in terms of cost. Um, imagine if you are delivering a load to, let's say, Walmart for a big holiday and you're, you're delayed by two days. They can't really sell that product in the, in the store, right? So it's very important for these exceptions to reach shipper ahead of time. I would put those as more than useful. They're absolutely essential and key differentiators for that relationship. What's arbitrary, what's not very useful is if you are bombarding a shipper with what where the truck was two days ago, they probably don't need to know that. Um, in, the, in the big picture, if everything is going good, you might want to alert the shipper, you want to share the data, but that's not where they're going to spend a whole lot of time. Right? They want to handle the exceptions and want to be careful. Right? Um, another piece of information that's truly not useful is when a load's been already delivered and you know gone, if you're still working on it and sending the updates on where the load was and all that, historical data has very little value um, unless if it is a um, an issue that somebody wants to dig into, you don't need to push that data back, right? Um, also, understanding what your shipper needs in at the top of that list is very important. Every time you, you share data with your shippers as a broker or a 3PL, always ask yourselves, if you're talking to the, uh, to the CEO of a company or the president of a company or a department head, what key metrics they're looking at. Give them that metrics first. Because as a shipper, they need to know the top metrics first. And then drill down. Any data model built on that will always help. Now, there is a second side to this question, which is um, anytime we talk about data, it's not just the data going from a broker 3PL to a shipper. It is also the data coming from the carrier to the broker. And all these rules apply except that you want, as a broker, now you want the real-time information from the carrier on everything that's happening, uh, and you don't want to be get caught on the back end of that. It's interesting to see how there really is an emphasis on data integrity in our industry. Thank you for this insight. I have one last question for you. Do you have any advice for 3PLs as we close out 2020 and head into 2021 in regards to the pandemic? Um, <laughs> I wish I had a, a magic eight ball on that. <laughs> I think we all do. Um, so this is a, you know, this is definitely uncharted waters or uh, uncharted territory for all of us. Um, you know, whether you call it new normal um, or, you know, uh, you know, changed supply chain changed society, right? But in all these cases, 
um, one thing is 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 definitely true. We are seeing um, whether it's the freight volume or the available capacity. The changes in these two, right, volume, the, uh, the supply and demand, is changing more rapidly, and it's not following any normal. Um, peaks and valleys that we would have expected typically. So what what a, a broker or a 3PL should think about is there's going to be more amount here, right? If you're familiar with certain lanes being popular on certain holidays, now they may not be very popular. Or certain lanes now that you never expected are coming on board with higher demand. Um, just be preparing for unknown is always the difficulty. But if you stick to the basics, Always look for this, right? The freight volume is higher than in, in many ways it is higher than what it where it was in 2018 um, and 192. The capacity crunch is as bad or if not more than what we have seen in 2018, right? These things will continue to happen. Um, as a business, the key and the most important thing that you can always adopt to is um, adapt to change. That is probably the most important thing. The way you could do that is adapt to technology. If you are a business today, a broker today, 3PL today, if you are thinking of waiting out in terms of investing in technology, um, you're already way behind. Because those who adapt to technology, who could shape technology in their favor, are the ones who are going to walk away with the future. And there is no, I can catch on to this train at, you know, in 2021 or 2022. It's going to be exponentially more expensive for someone to catch on to this down the line. And it's going to be a lot more riskier because, you know, those who adapt to technology are taking the opportunities away from those who are not adapting to technologies. And that is the biggest difference. In a market like this where there is a lot of unknown, you know, lots of uh, peaks and valleys that we can't predict, it's easier for a brokerage to fall off the wagon and probably um, go out of business if they're not careful. And the, the only way they can be careful is make sure that you are always ahead of others in this space by taking advantage of what's given to you technology the market ups and downs um, every time you can look at it this way um, when there is when there is a capacity crunch everybody worries about here yeah, there's not enough trucks but think about one another way if you are able to use technology to get more loads out of each truck all of a sudden you have created an extra capacity for you while your while your competition is trying to find new trucks so before you know it, you can take that away from, you know, the whole market away from them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to one lesson in history. Oftentimes those who are smarter and who could scale their business better than others are the ones that actually stay in business for longer periods and really succeed. Thank you, Prasad. I think that is all we have for you today. And I'm sure our listeners will be extremely grateful for all the strategy and insight you offered. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Liz. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks again to Prasad Galopoli for joining us today, and we appreciate his insight into how technology is an essential part of the modern 3PL. 
And thank you again to our podcast sponsor, Euler Hermes. Business leaders in the transportation industry are facing a lot of uncertainty right now. Is my company adapting fast enough? Will our customers actually pay us? Which pajamas should I wear for my conference call tomorrow? Euler Hermes can't help you pick the right pajamas, but their new risk monitoring tool, TradeScore, can help you pick creditworthy trading partners. Visit mytradescore.com to look up companies' trade risk profiles today. Euler Hermes, confidence in tomorrow. And please visit www.tianet.org if you'd like to learn more about how TIA and TIA membership can help your business grow and become more profitable.